Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about bathroom vent installation. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. I can't do this without everyone listening, and I really appreciate how much this show has grown and the feedback we've been getting. Uh, as my intro informed you, this episode is going to be about my most recent DIY, we'll call it a experiment that we uh, try to do for our vent fans in our bathroom. Um, before I get into any of that, I just want to say a big thank you out to the Sacramento Podcasting Group. Just did a good meetup with the local folks here, met some really good podcasters and some really cool individuals in the Sacramento area that are just starting out, just starting up, and trying to figure out how to get started, what they want to do, kind of what they want to focus in, and how to get things out there. Uh, that really actually brought me to a really good conclusion upon what I tried to figure out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to get to where I am now and where I want to be in the future. So that helped me in terms of putting together a checklist of what a lot of people are asking about in terms of podcasting. A lot of things were coming up with the ideas of, okay, what do I choose? Now I've chosen it. Who do I host it with? Do I need to pay for a host? Now you've got all this set up. Now you're out there on the interwebs and you have the ability to have other people hear you, but how do you get your name out there? How do you get the podcast out there? How do you market things and how do you get kind of a return on investment when it comes to podcasts out versus in listeners' ears? That really struck home for me because I've spent most of my life professionally in some sort of sales and marketing aspect. So as of right now, we are in beta form for creating a podcast startup marketing checklist for all of our listeners to get a hold of and anyone else out there looking to potentially start a podcast, what it is you need to consider and think about in order to market yourself, your brand, your podcast out to people and how to get your name out there and kind of brand your own situation and do it really easily and honestly do it my favorite kind of way the cheapest and most effective way possible. Uh, keep your ears pierced, keep your eyes glued to my social media, and you'll see um, when this is going to be available for everybody. I don't plan on having it out anytime before it's finished. I might get some good ideas from individuals. So if you have ideas that you think are a great idea that people need to consider, shoot me an email or a DM on any social media that I'm on. The email is, of course, the rant with Herman James at gmail.com or just go to thehermanjames.com and do the contact us or uh, actually leave a message on there as well for it. It's an easy way for you to get a hold of me and I'm always uh, on there and I'm always hitting everyone back. But back to today's episode. I put it on social media. I asked everyone to vote what you thought my next DIY project should be, whether it should be the attic pull-down ladder, if it should be me doing the epoxy tabletop on a workbench, or if it should be the bathroom and laundry room vent fan light combinations. And everybody overwhelmingly voted for the bathroom vent fans. Now, the house I bought, we bought, I have to say, I, I didn't buy it by myself. The house we bought 
uh, was built in the, I believe, 1978, if I'm uh, correct. It might be 76. But we have indoor, well, everything's indoor, really. I mean, no think anyone out has washers and dryers outside but we have inside the actual house not in the garage a washer and dryer which is really nice because every house i've ever had lived in before had the washer and dryer in the garage it's cold and everyone that knows me personally knows i fucking hate shoes so i'm always barefoot i'm always in two dollar uh, old navy flip-flops because i don't i don't spend money on them. i'm just gonna use them for a year or two and chunk them and get some new ones but Having it indoor, it's fantastic. I gotta stay warm. I don't take my clothes out of the hamper that often. Sorry, love. You know, I'm not gonna do that anyway. But it's nice to have it in close proximity to the house, in close proximity to the bedrooms and getting ready because you get up in the morning, your clothes are in the dryer. If they're wrinkled, just pop the dryer on. Don't need iron. It's fantastic. Yeah, I know it's more expensive and all the happy horse shit and Trust me, I, I see my electric bill every month. I understand what I'm doing. But because of us having an inside-the-house washer and dryer, we have a vent fan light assembly in our laundry room. But I also have one in our guest bathroom and our master bathroom. And we thought they were great when we saw them. When I bought the house, I realized we flicked on the switch in the laundry room the fan didn't work, but the light worked. So we just leave the laundry room door open, and when the dryer's on, it's just a little bit loud. In context to uh, being noisy or disturbing what we do and how we live life and everything, we don't really consider it that big of a deal, but when you really understand the location of where it is, it's about 10 feet from our living room where we have the TV and where we spend our resting hours when we're not cleaning and building and organizing and DIYing and all that kind of stuff. It's where where we relax. It's where she does work because it's the center of the house. It's where we are when we're not hosting and then the center of the house is the kitchen. But we hear that dryer on at all times. And then we always have someone over. We, we move from having a house that we rented that we rented out rooms to others and we had always shared a house to other people to buying a house. Now we've always consistently had house guests, which is fantastic because we love our friends and our house guests, but it's nice because they have a guest bathroom that we don't even really use. But again, it had that vent fan light combination in there in conjunction with another regular light and whatever else was in there that you know worked relatively well until one day the fan stopped working. Now, the guest bathroom we have in our house doesn't have any windows to it. So by law, it's required to have that vent in there. Now, that doesn't work. So now I've got to tell our friends, shower with the door open and we'll promise not to look. Our friends are fine with that and we're not pervy about doing things for it. So it works out, but it's just fucking annoying because now it doesn't work. And then we also have our master bathroom. The master bathroom is split. So it's shower, stall, pocket door, separation right there, and then a gigantic countertop that honestly should have dual sinks, which inevitably we'll probably end up doing dual sinks because we can. Uh, Right now we use a larger side of the sink to house a lot of her stuff and things that she uses to get ready, and then the tiny side of the sink is what I have for my stuff, but it works. So the countertop, the tiny side of the countertop, I should say. But... 
we didn't need much of anything in there. And when we moved into the house, we saw that in the attic, there was ducting that was in the master bathroom that they just took the vent fan out and put a light in because by law, there's a window there. They're not required to have a fan. Now, anybody that's lived knows that you really need a fan in these bathrooms because you get mold and shit on the ceilings. I mean, it can wipe off and it's fine. You're not going to die from it, but it also rusts out the HVAC vents that are in your bathrooms as well. And so fans pull everything out and keep it out of there, which is really, really nice because you don't want to keep wiping down everything and condensation everywhere. If you have wallpaper in it, it will end up peeling. Sometimes if you don't have good paint, that'll peel. You can actually rot some of the sheetrock if they didn't use pressure treated and moisture barrier resistant sheetrock, which not everyone did. And I'm not a contractor, so I don't know the law of when this had to be present in bathrooms. Um, so there is a good chance that most bathrooms that are built older times don't have that. If anyone's watched HGTV, Property Brothers, and you know, Flip or Flop, or you know, the fixer upper, which are all my favorite ones on there. You've seen where they've done all this kind of stuff and seen half-assed fucked up rehabs and cheap flips where people just dicked around on everything. So from the shower perspective, all of this really requires that nice vent fan. Now, the other part that people tend to forget about when it comes to those as well is uh, the same thing we've been calling that fan for... A little while now as it went out and now we've got a new one installed is uh, the poop fan. That's right. Poop fan. Vents out smell of shit when you're taking a shit. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a good thing. And uh, it helps not stink up the house. Now we don't have it. Now shit's rampant. Take a shit and it smells the whole house up. Not really. I'm not that bad sometimes. But... We decided that we needed to fix this and to alleviate the problem that we had. So I went out and purchased the first fan replacement for the master bathroom because they had already put one in and ripped it out and put a fucking light in there instead. So I grabbed that one and I bring it home and I realize on the website for this one and on the reviews, they say it's laborious to put in and that... It is hard to get through the small hole you have to cut. You have to cut a bigger hole to fit it in. And then you have to put up sheetrock. And then you have to tape and mud. A lot more work than really should be. Typically, you just have to cut the hole, insert the fan through the hole, and then bracket it in your attic so that it's on the actual stringers that go across to the struts, whatever everyone call them, supports across the ceiling. Uh, not that easy when you have to rip out the sheetrock. But then again, it wasn't that easy in the attic either. But the idea was that you cut the hole in the sheetrock from inside the bathroom. You then angle it and push it up into the attic. And it can sit on the sheetrock that is your ceiling. So that when you get into the attic, you can uh, spread apart the braces that are attached to the actual fan assembly itself. And just anchor those with a hammer or screws into the supports that are basically holding up your roof now if everything went according to plan that's supposed to be the easiest thing possible now like i said 
I returned the one that I picked up because it said it was too laborious. So I got another one and I think it was about $10 more. Uh, you guys have seen this posting on my social media of the vent fan that I've installed in there. And if you haven't checked out my Instagram, iTunes, excuse me, Instagram, Facebook, even MySpace is going to have it, uh, as well as Twitter is going to have all the pictures of what I have done, started with, and installed for this one, and purchased even. And it will also be on the HermanJames.com. I have a whole gallery for this individual install. Um, the one I purchased was about $10 more expensive than the one I initially bought. And the one I initially bought just looked like the normal boob lights, but it had little beads in between the light assembly to the mounting bracket that spaced out where the fan would be so that you wouldn't really see that it was a fan. It would be more of a light assembly that happened to have a fan. You just wouldn't know it was there. But the one I replaced it with for $10 more happened to be an LED light that sat a little more flush to the ceiling and also had Bluetooth speakers in it and a nightlight and it had a remote control for the shower so you can listen to your music, Bluetooth to your actual speaker and your ceiling. You can crank up the volume when you want to do some karaoke in the bathroom because that's where the best acoustics are. You can skip the song, pause it, move on next. The only thing it didn't have was a microphone to answer your calls in the shower, which, yeah, I've had speakers that have done that as well. And I've gotten a little flack because I've been told that this is a little bougie and it's kind of a useless waste of whateverness. And I don't give two shits because it's fucking awesome. We always bring a Bluetooth speaker into the bathroom to have music playing when we're getting ready, when we are showering automatically. So now we don't have to keep a Bluetooth speaker charged and moving from A to B, wherever. It's automatically put in that ceiling vent fan combination and we never have to worry about it. Fucking bitching. 10 bucks more than what I was already going to buy. Way worth it to me. Not a problem. And since I'm only doing three fan replacements, this is the master bathroom. The other two just get the generic regular ones that are going to go in there. It's going to be a quick and easy install because YouTube said it should only really take half hour, 45 minutes. So I'm going to multiply that by two. So put that at what? About an hour and a half per. So by the time it's all said and done, I have, what is that, three, four, five hours by the time it's all said and done, and I'm good to go, all bathrooms are done, and I'm, you know, happy with what I've got. Yeah, that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. Turns out I misdiagnosed what I thought was our ventilation system for the master bathroom going out to the attic. Turns out I didn't understand that they didn't have one combined ventilation system for both the laundry room vent fan and the dryer. They have independent ones that go up to chimneys through my roof. Then I also have another one for the guest bathroom. So it's three chimneys right there, exhaust, whatever you want to call them, going all the way up. And then I've also got three purge lines for the sewer, each shower and then Another one that goes towards the laundry room because the water's in there. So I, I missed I noticed that. And when I pulled out 
what I thought was just going to be the light in the master bathroom, I turned, it turned out that it was just a light. And there was never a setup for ventilation at all. So I pulled it down and measured things out to make sure I can install it correctly. And at this time, I had a good friend of mine, Bill, over here help me do this stuff. So we looked at what was going on and we got into the attic and my house isn't a normal attic where a lot of people have to the have to get to the crawl space via a small fucking cubby hole in their closet that you have to take shit out to get up the shelf and a ladder and crawl. I have a light in my hallway that pulls down and then you push up a boxing area and then you get through the attic and my house has vaulted ceilings and three of the rooms. So I have this massive, massive waste of space in my attic. And I mean massive. I'm six foot one and I can stand up with my arms raised above my head. And I don't even get close to touching the roof in a majority of my attic, which I thought was great because this would make these installations and these repairs and the replacements super easy to do. Again, I was wrong. But we looked at what was going on with the exhaust fans and noticed that the laundry room vent fan exhaust didn't even reach all the way out to the chimney that goes on the roof. So it had, when the previous owners were here, it had just been expelling hot air into the attic. Now, for the laundry room, that's not a big deal. I don't think that there's going to be much trapped heat in there and moisture that's going to you know, not be already expelled out for the exhaust fan. And like I said, with the door open, you, you don't have anything in there. So it's not that huge of a deal, but it is in terms of I can see that they had modified this and that worried me because I was already afraid to find out what was going to be in the attic in the first place and what they had done with the master bathroom. So if you've, Again, seeing the social media, you've seen what Bill and I have come up with. The picture of what is this? It's a big Y pipe. We took some HVAC that already had a split Y in it. We then attached baffling on each side, and baffling is a one-way valve, so that when air pushes through it, it opens up. When air pushes down the other way, it closes back down. So that way you don't have pressurized air going both in and out and having backflows. It works out really well, and most vent fans now have it built in like the one you put in the master bathroom uh this should also be the same that you have on your range hood in your kitchen that's why you shouldn't feel a draft coming down from your range hood in your kitchen and if you do you might not have a baffling and you could probably install that by the cabinet right above your range hood where that actual chimney is by installing one in there to kind of stop that backflow um side note I think I have one of those in mind. I'm not 100%, but I felt a backdraft on a really windy day here in Sacramento. And it turns out that I have um, an 8-inch hole where they ran 6-inch pipe through. So I've got a 2-inch diameter around this that's allowing cold air running through my attic coming into my kitchen. Now, it's a bitch now when it's cold, but it's also a bitch when it's hot because hot air is going to be coming in and my air conditioning is going to be going out through that, which is probably a good reason why it's super fucking hot in my kitchen even though I've got air conditioning fucking blowing. So that'll be another DIY project that's coming down the line, guys, and you'll see pictures about that and a fucking bitch fest about that too. But 
A rant episode will be out on that when I get to doing that. Right now, I'm just doing some research on insulation and fire retardants and things of that nature that could be necessary for it. From my understanding, it's not. If you know about this or you're an HVAC guy or contractor that knows more about that, again, drop me an email, drop me a comment, let me know what's going on. Uh, I'm 90% confident I know what I'm doing on that one, and it's not that big of a deal. That should honestly be... 30 minutes just because I got to get into a small area for it. But back to the uh, bathroom vent installation. So now we've decided that we've made this one way valve on a Y, and we were going to connect this one way valve to the ventilation coming out of the master bathroom. And it's also going to be coming out of the laundry room because honestly, we don't really use two at the same time. It comes to the idea of the water being on when you're in the shower where you get hot or cold and it's a fucking, it sucks. And so it, it'll work out fine for us. Um, that would then attach to a new line that goes up that chimney fully out of the attic. So we reran all these lines in there and ran that properly this time to have the baffling done. Now, the issue we had was, as I said, our ceiling and the attic space between those two, it's massive for the vaulted ceilings, except for where the bathroom is located. It is at the back end of the house where I've got about a two and a half, and I might be highballing it, three feet of room for me to work in, but I've also got a stringer going across the supports, the vertical supports that are coming off of the actual load bearing beams that are holding up the ceiling. So I've got to work around this, spread my legs out to hold my toes onto these beams to get up and over this horizontal piece of wood while I've got one hand held on a board across everything so I can have balance. And then I have Bill from the bottom holding this vent fan in place so I can drill this into location with angle drill bits and longer screws that I would normally use. And fortunately I've got the tools to do it, but it, it it's a bitch. It's been a few days and my ribs and my chest still hurt from doing everything. I feel like I've got some, uh, subdural bruising that you can't see, but it's all right. It, it was done. We've, we've worked our way through getting it, but it wasn't easy. And I'll tell you why in just a moment. Hi, we're the Grave Girls from Grave Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Hawthorne. And I'm Amaryllis. Every week we watch a different horror film, and I find a scary story that goes with it that will definitely leave you shaking in your boots. And if you aren't wearing boots, my true crime case and murder will scare the pants off you. And then you'll just be naked, and that's just that's just a fun time. So listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to check out our website at grave-girls.com. We love you all in case we die. Bye! So now, like I said, this was supposed to be an easy install as per YouTube because that's where I get all my information from. I've never done a vent fan replacement, installation, any of that shit. And it came down to 
almost drilling a hole in the fucking roof because my friend Bill has done that before as a satellite installation and repair guy. And he's done this kind of repairs and bullshit before and he knows how to get done. And even if you do it wrong, enough mastic will stop any possible intrusion of water that could potentially go there. But again, it's it's coming through my roof. That freaks me the fuck out. I've only roofed one house in my life and it wasn't mine. It did, It never leaked, but it was still the fact that now I've got to live with my consequences of doing that. And that is something that is extremely outside of my comfort zone. I'm down to do it and I'll figure out how to do it well, probably better than most half-assed, you know, Home Depot help would, which by the way, I, I really, really could have used that this weekend versus me doing this, but you'll hear more about that in a few minutes. So when it came to physically putting out what I saw, what I watched, what I understood and comprehended, like Neo, I now know Kung Fu because I've watched it on YouTube, plugged it into my brain. I got this. So we decide that what we'll do is take a look at what we have already in front of us. I have a very small hole with a small, I believe it's a junction box in that little area where they have run the hot, cold, and ground to. I did turn off the power this time, and anyone that knows me in DIY shit, I don't turn off the power majority of the time because I like instant results, and I'm doing shit by myself. So I don't know if it's really off when I run out to the breaker, and I don't want to run back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. My breaker's not labeled right. As I turn things off, I'm labeling it now, but it's little by little. It's fucking me over because it sucks. So if you ever come to borrow one of my tools, you'll see that my oldest screwdrivers have big pop burn marks on them because... I've been electrocuted a few times. So what? But um, we turn the power off and we have the junction box. We can see where it's coming from. And we can't see exactly where everything is from the ground. So I cut about an inch off all the way around this little box, this connector for it. And I try to look and I can't see. I can just see that there's spray insulation. And not like the stick kind. We're talking like the Pink Panther fucking fluff. The uh, shit that is basically fiberglass that is like mini pieces of glass all over the place. And it got in my skin and my eyes. And I itched for a little while, but I'm all right. I did wear a face mask for most of it. But no eye protection, no long sleeves. I didn't even wear fucking shoes. Like I said, I'm in my attic with this insulation and sandals. But we couldn't see what was going on. We couldn't figure out how to get in there the proper way. So I did what I could do best and grab a ladder, get to the crawl space, walk to over where it's got to get to. And that in itself was a clusterfuck. I have HVAC run in fucking random ass ways. There's no consistency to why it's running this way versus that way. It just fucking flopped over, which I can see that the previous owners have done themselves, which is ridiculous. And then I've also got gas lines running through. I've got power lines running X and Y and Z locations. And I've got to get over all of this and under this and around this and over this and stand on it. It was a, a pain in the ass to get through the attic and find things to where I needed to be. And I also found numerous fucking Coke cans, which means the Home Depot help that did the fucking Eagle Guard. Eagle Guard. I'm, I'm not getting paid for any of this shit, by the way, from Eagle Guard or Pink Panther. This is just the name brand things that are in there. 
But the Eagle Guard is the peel and stick insulation that goes over a lot of the stuff that holds it down. But I can see the Coke cans from the Home Depot help that was the people that installed everything. And so that was a dick move. Take the fucking cans out with you. I understand they're paying you peanuts. And they probably gave you the sodas too. At least pull it out of the fucking attic. Throw the empty can down the fucking holes. Get it out of there. Come on now. But I yoga my way around under and over this bullshit. And I find my flag that's sticking out of the hole. I took a white coat hanger, put some blue painter tape on and shoved it in the hole so I can see where it's coming through the insulation and kind of push things up. Found it, dug everything around it. I did put gloves on. Again, I just didn't have eye fucking protection, which is stupid. You should have eye protection. Always have protection. You should never know. Bad things are going to come 18 years later. You got to pay for it. But um, eye protection would have been smart. Again, people that know me know I don't wear much protection. <sighs> but uh, I do things on a dumb level. I, I shave metal without goggles. I drill holes for mounting brackets through steel. Um, and the hot steel drops in my sandals on my toes. Yeah, I know. I know it's stupid. And I know it can be prevented. I have uh, steel toe boots. I have regular shoes. I have goggles. I have safety glasses, gloves. I have uh, welders, everything. I have literally everything that's necessary to protect myself. I just don't ever wear it. It's stupid. Something bad's going to happen eventually. And I'm still not going to learn. it. I'm invincible. It is what it is. So I get over to the hole. And I find my flagpole in it. And realize that this is in the middle of two load-bearing beams and support beams. So I assume that's a fine place to do it. I get Bill to hand me my crowbar. Actually, it's my dad's crowbar. Um, thanks, Dad. For those of you that don't know, my dad passed a few years ago. He smoked for 40-plus years. So he knew what was happening to him. I still miss the old man. Uh, he had a whole bunch of shit tools and some good tools. And every now and then, the old man uh, surprises me with his tools. Um, things I wouldn't normally use. I didn't know what to do with most of them. But sometimes I need a tool. And I go into uh, my toolbox or his old toolbox, which I still have. And uh, I find a useful tool that is perfect for what I need, and I didn't have to go buy it. And I had it on hand. It's maybe a little old or rusty or, you know, dinged up. It does the job. So thanks again, Pop. You did uh, well on this one. But uh, I get the pry bar, pry out that support, and get it out of the way. And so we just measure from that, the center of that, and we decide that's the good location to hang this um, vent fan. Good idea. We think there's no possible way this could go wrong because even when you go on the Newtone website for it, you can see that Newtone shows put it here, you have the brace across the back, you hammer or screw in the supports that side, one on the front, boom, put in there, you're good to go. So we go to do this and we measure things out. I move all the insulation out of the way, we're good to go. All that's said and done, we're good. I get back out of the attic. I look at Bill, who's looking at getting everything taken care of. We measure it out three times. We get pretty close. And then I cut the hole. And, of course, we're small. So, and fuck you guys. That's not a small joke that I'm looking for. But I know where you're going with that because of me. But, um, so now we're shaving off little by little by little, sanding it down, sanding it down. We just get it in there, just fit it right. 
So now we're good. We've got me shaving things down and sanding things down. Bill's holding my shop back to get as much of the debris caught up in that to keep the cleanup a little bit easier because I hate cleaning things up. I really do. And preventing the cleanup is a nice thing. Um, shop backs on sale typically for Father's Day and Mother's Day. Check your local hardware store. I'm not naming names on this one because it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to get promoted for it. But um, yeah, find them out. It, it's good for these kind of things. So we get it done and we put in the vent fan into the ceiling the way it's supposed to go you vertically put it in there and it gets through the hole because it's not going to fit the other way because the actual hvac attachment's not going to let it through but if you put the hvac portion up push that through the ceiling goes over it sits down perfectly in there so we do that um bill and i repaint the ceiling to have a fresh coat of high gloss paint in there which by the way it's not required to have high gloss paint in your bathroom it, it really is not um, people do think that it is a requirement to have it there it's not as long as you have the right paint that is made uh, for moisture barriers and mold resistant things of that nature you're perfectly fine there are some duller uh, eggshell kind of paints that'll go in there you don't need like super high gloss but I did put it on there because it, it's just easier to wipe things off if need be so we have that on there so we do all this we take care of all of that I crawl my happy ass back into the attic now by this time this is my third time into the attic and we haven't done much laborious work it's just cutting this cutting that figuring out so now it's up in the attic i've got the braces on the back of it the brace in front of it where it should be and how it should be uh mounted i am able to spread the back braces out perfectly fine they just meet exactly where it's got to be i then go to put the front brace on out to the side where it's got to go and it falls out I am eight inches too far from the beam. And if you're asking yourself, what does that matter? How far are you really going from this and that? The beams in my attic are separated about 22 inches apart, 21 and a half inches. And again, I'm not a contractor. It's not my know-it-all to kind of go with this. I watched videos and saw how it went on there. And... The CGI video was fucking perfectly fine. There's no issue with it. So now I'm like, well, fuck me. There's no way I can even fake this. It's just not, not going to work. So I get back out of the attic and Bill and I look through my garage because I keep scrap wood around. Um, those who do DIY stuff always keep scrap wood around because you never know when you're going to need it. And I only had like a one by two. I didn't have any four by fours or two by fours, anything a little bit bigger to use. So I used a one by two and we hacked up the one by two, a bunch of pieces. Um, we stacked three, actually exactly three together. Cause I thought that might be enough. I didn't have a tape measure up there. So I couldn't tell I was eight inches off. So I thought six would be good. Go back up there. Not enough. It didn't work. So Bill goes back in the garage, cuts another section off. Uh, he then hands me all of this stuff on my flag stick that we have the, uh, ghetto taped, which is painter's tape, ghetto taped the piece to, and some more screws and the bits to get the spacks in there. Uh, I do this all again. I'm in a two and a half foot tall space hunched over a horizontal piece of wood across my chest and ribs 
It is god awfully hot in the attic. I'm sweating profusely. I am sore. My legs are spread wide open. Ha ha ha. And I just got insulation everywhere. And now I'm trying to get this angle right just to put this piece of wood into the supports. So finally get it through there. And now I can start mounting everything properly. Now I've got to reach over everything as far as I can possibly reach with extensions with angle bits so that my drill can get into an area where it shouldn't already be able to fit to mount these screws. It's a bitch. Just the mounting of the supports for the fan took me at least a half an hour, if not longer, because of getting out of the attic numerous times and getting more pieces for that front piece. So now we finally have everything in there where it should be. Bill tells me it's hanging too low. Yep. Measured right, anchored it right, but as soon as Bill takes his hand off of the fan from inside the bathroom, it sags. Sags down. Probably because the supports were the front support mainly was probably still too far out and I could have probably used another two by one and bolted that on there and probably was 10 inches off too far and apparently this particular fan is supposed to be mounted directly to the side of where the supports are and not in the middle of the fucking attic or ceiling wherever the beams were so that was a fucking event for it so now we've got to come up with a way to reinforce this fan. Mind you, so far, we have removed the old light, thrown that out. It's not going back in. Disconnected the power. Can't see much in that bathroom. I mean, it's daylight still. It's only like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, 1.30, 2 o'clock-ish. And so you can still see in there. But there's not much light in my attic. I've got a flashlight with me in there trying to figure things out. We have... Cut the hole out, painted the ceiling, we put the vent fan in, and now we're fucked. We're, we're, we're trying to support this and mount it right in. We can't. There's no coming back from this. I don't have a light in there. This is a Sunday, and we've got to work in the morning, so we've got to figure this shit out now. So the quickest thing I can come up with is that junction box that was holding in the wires for the original light had... A 22 inch, it actually was a, a spreadable and compressible uh, mounting bracket that actually spread across the 21 and a half inch gap to mount that in the middle of the two beams. So I told Bill to grab that out of the trash can that was right by him. He removed the blue insert that housed the actual lighting and the wiring and everything for that and hand that up to, to me through the vent hole and we we're able to pull the vent up a little bit and then mount that in to the bracket that we made out of the two by ones all the way across to the other stringer. So it held everything up perfectly. Now we have a fully reinforced double-sided versus one-sided strap that holds the vent fan. It's actually now more supported than it was ever supposed to be. And this is what I laugh about the most. I hate when people do half-assed installations when they don't know what they're doing. I know I didn't know what I was doing because I had never done it before, but I can deduce the proper way of doing it. Now, not knowing that this was made to be next to a beam versus in the middle of two beams fucked me over, but having that, what was going to be trash readily available for me, 
actually made me have two supports that were spreading the 21 and a half inches across both beams that actually made it more sturdy and more stable than it would have ever been without that. So I turned what could have been a fuck up into an actual better installation than I had initially planned for. Now this took me God awfully too long because this is me now spending hours in the attic trying to figure all of this out and try to understand exactly what's going on. So I get out of the attic and at this time, and mind you, my story is a little jumbled from the beginning of talking about setting up the HVAC. We had discussed how to do that. We hadn't physically purchased the materials to do it. Now, since we had done all of this work, we actually got energy into us to go and pick up everything, bought everything, came back, reassembled all of this ducting work with actual HVAC tape and everything to go through it with it, and actual uh clamps for all of this to go through we've made it put it back in the attic i get in the attic look at what we're doing and decide that i want to wire everything to make sure it's going to go right so now as everything is structure supported i've got the hvac ducting sitting in my attic ready to go but i haven't attached power to the actual fan yet and newtone made this super easy so if you're going to get something, and I, I, I've taken out some other ones and seen them, and they're just the the wire caps, the twist caps that go on things, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, that really does work well and holds things on as long as one wire is not out further than the other and the caps aren't wonky, but Newtone did a really cool thing where they actually made caps already on it, so all you do is plug and play. You just push the, the actual wire in, and it clicks in, you don't have to worry about clipping it because it should have already been clipped enough. You don't have to worry about doing anything. And it just pushes into the hole, clips in, and you're done. It was fantastic. By the time I was able to put in the three wires and wiggle my way back out of the attic, Bill was actually able to wire the new switch into the wall. And the new switch was great because, as you saw in the pictures from Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and MySpace, there's four buttons on this actual outlet. So you have Nightlight, which is blue, which cracks me up because it looks like a CSI, uh, you know, semen and bloodlight, which no one wants to look at that in the fucking bathroom because God knows where that's been sprayed. But it works to not have that bright LEDs on in the middle of the night when you got to take like a night piss or a night shift you want to do and if you turn the lights on for it. Then it's got the button for the light. Then it's got the button for the fan. And the one I picked up, and you can see in the pictures, I, I the sounds or whatever it is, uh, the best one I can find for this one's about 1.5. So it's really quiet in comparison to some other ones that I, I've heard, even in uh, hotels. And then the bottom button is music. You hold it down and it connects Bluetooth to your phone, whatever device you use. I mean, everyone fucking uses their phone. I don't know anyone that has an actual iPod anymore, or, uh, a touch, except for fucktards that can't afford their own phone bills and shit like that. And even still, you still have like Go phones and shit like that. So there's no reason not to. But um, he was able to do all that. We were able to put the faceplate on there, plug it in, and it worked. First time. 
No sparks. Nothing caught fire. Everything was working like a fucking champ. Juiced. Figure that whole thing out. We killed all that. Then got into the attic again to run the HVAC. HVAC lines, vent lines, however you want to call it. So now we're in the attic and we haven't been in the attic while the fans were on for the master bathroom. So we had the girl run into the master bathroom and kick that fan on and that bitch was pumping. It's 150 CFM, which is way, way more than this bathroom needs and it's way worth it because it pumps out the hot air humidity so much quicker. So... That worked fine. We then attached the ventilation system to it with the baffling, and that worked like a fucking champ. Like a champ. We then connected everything with the clamps and the HVAC tape, plumbed it going directly to the uh, outside chimney that was already in place that we didn't have to worry about using, pulled out the shitty like, three-inch I don't even know why it's three inches, but uh, a three-inch HVAC line. Uh, usually, you're going to get about four to six inches. Huh? Um, is going to be your HVAC line. And this is three. It's small and everything else, so it's not going to work together. Unfortunately, I'm pulling that one out and I'll put in the right stuff. So I've got enough tubing for HVAC that will go perfectly fine with it. But it, all around, that was fucked up. So now I've got this working, the baffling working great. I've blocked off the other baffle just to make sure that everything stays where it's got to go until it's connected properly. And I've plumbed everything perfectly. Now we get out of the attic, run it through, and it works like a champ. Again, this was supposed to be 45 minute to an hour and a half job. This fucking thing took me six hours. Six yeah, six hours. I'm not an idiot. I know what I'm doing for the most part. I know how to do it. And I didn't do anything inappropriately, illegally, or incorrect. The location of where it had to be sucked. The fact that I wasn't just doing a plug and play sucked. So instead of doing a replacement, I did a full installation. Full installation. That wasn't the idea. That wasn't the mentality. 45 minutes to an hour and a half would have been just a replacement. Plug and play. Boom. Pull it out. Put it in. Run the HVAC where it's already at and there's no issues. But we had to engineer a proper way of running HVAC so that there was no back pressure coming back down. There wasn't an issue with this big fan blowing out one and coming back down another one and just blowing the air into another room. It's just, it was a pain in the ass. It, it's done now, and we've got it, but because that took me six hours for one, I didn't get to the other two, which means there will be a part two to this. Because I've been in the attic numerous times, I've seen it beforehand, and now I know what I'm doing, and I did the hardest part first, which is smart for me and for anyone. Always do the hardest thing first. Always go that route versus the easiest thing, because the last thing you want to do when you're tired is the hardest thing. So it worked out for me, in this term of doing this and we've had it installed now for two days three nights now but two days so we're able to shower with it it works like a champ the poop fan oh legit no shit smells yeah it's a fucking thing think about it and it fucking rocks the music hard i've only put up 
a comparison of the before and after on social media. So that part is just the interlude to what's coming up. This week, after this episode posts, you're going to see a lot more of the pictures of the befores, the durings, the afters, and I actually have a live just eight-second clip of the blue light, the white light, and the music playing. And I can't laugh hard enough at the music playing because, again, we did electrical to plug things in and things that I haven't seen before. And normally I'm not too worried about electrical because a pop and the fuse is going to just shut things off. But the electrical is in with insulation. Insulation is supposed to be fire retardant. And I do understand that. But when shit sparks, shit happens. So I was a little worried that if it did pop, especially in the attic, there could be a potential for a fire. There wasn't. But Bill decided to have a song that lyrics had we're going to burn this motherfucker down. You can't like make this shit up. Like it was unintentional. It was a good song to play. And just by the time we hit the record button, that what was on there and it fucking cracked me up. So take a look at the Instagram feed. It'll be on there. be in the storyline as well as I'll probably have in the highlights too. And then I'll have it as a post. So it'll be evergreen on there. I'll put it on Twitter as well. You'll see it. And it's also going to be on Facebook and MySpace. So you'll see everything everywhere you go for it. Make sure to check those out. And uh, it's also going to have more pictures than I can possibly put up at one time of step-by-step installation, pre, during, and post. That's going to be on thehermanjames.com. So make sure to check those out. And uh, see, it. basically, it's a how-to guide of what we did, how we did it, how we deduced the proper way of installing things. But definitely check that out because that's going to be the way to do things. But if you're not into checking that shit out for how to do it yourself, check it out just to see the stupid shit we do because it's worth it and you're really going to want to see it. This part of the podcast is brought to you by thehermanjames.com. Thehermanjames.com, the home of the rant with Herman James and friends. Check out all of the recently released podcast episodes on thehermanjames.com. Check out all locations for any of your listening devices, whether it is Android for your podcasts on Google or whether it's your Apple devices for iTunes. Check out thehermanjames.com. Find all the podcast locations. Also, don't forget to check out our feature podcast for the week. That's always on the homepage. Feature podcasts take you right to their page. Listen to all of their great podcasts recently and past episodes. It's also a good link to check out the No Funny Podcast Network. Check out a slew of podcasters doing everything you ever thought you wanted to hear and things you never thought you wanted to hear and probably some shit you're never going to want to hear anyway, but listen to it because you should. You're also going to be able to check out Herman's Partners. Now that is going to be any affiliate marketing stuff you want to take a look at. That's going to be any microphones, podcast setups, anything you need for podcasting, as well as your sensory and smell good needs. You have a shit fan in your bathroom, well, you probably need some Sensi in your master bedroom and the rest of your house. Hit the Sensi button on there and get some smell good for your house. Trust me, your wife will love it. TheHermanJames.com
Now everybody knows I do a lot of DIY, I do a lot of stuff because I am cheap and because I don't want to spend money on someone else doing something that I'm going to be able to do and I can find on YouTube. But there is a big fucking difference of me choosing to do a DIY for an upgrade versus me doing a DIY because someone fucked things up. Yeah, I might have miscalculated what was going on with the vent for my master bathroom, but what I wasn't wrong about was that the previous owners fucked things up in this setup. They chose to try to upgrade or mend or do some shit themselves that fucked things up royally. If you're going to DIY things, if you're gonna figure it out, do it right. Make it better than it was supposed to be. Don't fuck things over for other people because you wanna band-aid things to get out of your fucking house before someone finds out what the fuck you did wrong. Fuck you. Do it right the first time because you're gonna fuck things up for yourself, fuck things up for someone down the road that's gonna be so irreparable that you're a fucking asshole for doing it that someone's gonna have to pay a lot of goddamn money out of their own pocket, hard-earned money that they didn't plan on spending, hard-earned money that they didn't have to do because you couldn't do it right the first time. You half-assed, you cut a corner, you did things you weren't supposed to do. Now, if you're going to do something, do it right the first time. Do it better than it's supposed to be. The instructions are there to guide you on what's supposed to be done in their minimalistic way. You can make it better. Do it faster, harder, stronger. Do it way harder, way better than it's supposed to be done because, you know what? It's not going to take you much more time. It's not going to cost you much more money to do it. Do it right the first fucking time. If you can't do it right the first time, find someone that knows what the fuck they're doing. Because you people, you are the reason why people are doing it themselves. They see HDTV, they think they can do it themselves, so they try. Then you fuck it up. Pay someone to fix it. Because the people that are doing it themselves, because they're like me, they want to take the time themselves to do it. Because they have the ability, the brain power, the knowledge, and the tools to do it. We can fix things. We know what we're doing, how to deduce what you fucked up. But there are people that can't do that out there because you have fucked things up so royally and so ass backwards that even contractors can't figure what you're doing. So the best way of fixing it is to scrap it and start over fresh, which costs more money because it's time. Time costs money. And even if my time doesn't cost money to me, my time is important to me. And my time is not worth me fixing your fuck-ups because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Do it right the first time, fix it right, and do it better. And for those of you out there who think your shit's better than someone else's because you think you know how to do things and you're the person telling your friends how wrong they're doing things or how stupid their things are because you could do it better, you would do it this way, fuck you, you're not doing it. You're not there, you're not helping them, you're just bitching, pissing, and moaning saying that you could do it better, but you're not doing it you're not helping be there in person be that friend that helps someone be supportive be the positive person that people want to have around there want to help them not the person that no one wants around because you're a fucking asshole because you wouldn't do it that way you would do it this way well you know what have a better way of presenting that to someone maybe you might have a better way of doing it maybe you do have an easier faster more convenient way of doing things but fucking be that helping hand, not the fucking asshole in the background who no one wants over because you just tell people what you have to say because you think your fucking word is gospel. It's not. You're not that person. You're not fucking Bob Vila, you fucker. If you want to be someone's friend to help them, help them. Don't hinder them. Don't knock them down. Don't be someone that makes them feel lesser of a person because they want to do something themselves and you think you're better than they are because you're not. 
you thinking, saying, projecting on other people makes you a fucking asshole, one of the worst ones. You're probably worse than the person that did a fucked up thing themselves because at least they tried to do it. They didn't just say that they know how to do it or could do it better. They actually fucking tried. They just fucked up and then didn't want to go back to doing it. You, you never tried. You weren't over there helping. You weren't doing anything for someone. You just have your fucking high pedestal you sit on, you fucking asshole. Try to jerk off on people's fucking joys. Be a better person. Show the fuck up or shut the fuck up. Those are your only options. that's all the time we've got for this episode i want to thank you again for tuning in thank you for sharing make sure to check out the no phony podcast network at nophonynetwork.com don't forget to check out our featured podcast on our homepage of thehermanjames.com take you right to their links for their podcast and all of your mobile devices or if you're actually listening to this shit on computers you can do that as well don't forget to check out thehermanjames.com for the upcoming pictures, for the installation, for this vent fan, as well as the part two coming up down the road here for the other vent fan installations for the other two rooms in our house. And also, don't forget to tune in to the Shots for Likes podcast. Again, that's shotsforlikes.com. Those New Jersey dudes doing some cursing, drinking, and gaming that most people don't understand what's going on in that world. But they've got it in a lock and they're having a good time doing it. Shotsforlikes.com. And don't forget to stay tuned for my podcast marketing startup checklist. It'll be out soon, guys. Working on this right now. We'll have uh, the beta testing for it and the beta forms done really quickly. Interchangeable, interactable, everything you need to have done for any particular podcast you're putting out there. We'll have a checklist to help you get started and market out there. Other than that, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing. Can't wait to be in your ears next week. Have a good night.